Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Jenny Wallace and Bray Loveridge to keep you company across your Friday evening, depending on where you are in Australia tuning in, and, of course, into your Saturday morning. Highlight being two things so far tonight. Buddy Franklin, he kicked 1,000 goals, and it was an absolute ripper, and the crowd invasion of 30,000 people was just special. And, of course, the Australian Test Series over in Pakistan. The third test in Lahore. Usman Khawaja named player of the series for his 496 runs at an average of 165. Australia defeating Pakistan by 115 to clinch the series on the text line. A clever text on 0433981116. I put it up there as one of the best 15-day tests I've ever seen. Bray, to help us through all of the action from day five, we have Paul Dennett joining us from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Dennis, thanks as always for your company here on The Overnight Crowd. Hey, Jen. Hey, Bray. How you going? What a night. Oh, brilliant night. Cricket, footy, we're both smiling in here. Oh, certainly smiling. Um, here, I mean, th- that's a, a pretty special series win for the Aussies over there in, in Pakistan. I think it's the sort of win that when they've all retired, they'll look back as one of the sweetest of their entire careers because, you know, they were set up to fail. Not, not one uh, warm-up game. Pakistan basically admitted that they prepared the pitches in order to try to nullify the Australians' uh, fast bowling. And the history is very much against us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's since 2011 was the last time Australia won a series uh, in the subcontinent or in Asia in general. Uh, it's 2015, 16 since we last won a series anywhere away, which is quite a, a staggering oh. statistic when you think about it. And the last time that we beat Pakistan in... Um, well, it's an away series for us, but it was on neutral venues. Uh, Shane Warne was the player of the series way back in 2002, 2003. So um, absolute triumph for Pat Cummins. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, Usman Khawaja, unbelievable as well. So I'm sure they are going to be celebrating long and hard and they, and they deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it all got set up at the end of the day or end of day five with Nathan Lyon clinching up five wickets. The talk was that he wasn't good enough to finish out a day five uh, in the fourth innings for Australia, but he's done it today. Uh, everyone couldn't be any more pleased with him. The goat's back. Yeah. I mean, you, that's what, that's what you've got to do. You've got to deliver when it really matters. And gosh, he was um, uh, very, very pleased to, to get those wickets. A little, a little bit of controversy with a few of them. One of the, the key ones, um, Azar Ali, who uh, is his home ground. It looked like he was going to be set for, for a big innings, was given out controversially. Um, he was given not out sweeping, and there was a um, the Aussies believed there was a faint edge. Um, they were convinced, mm. but the umpire kind of reviewed it about seven or eight times because just before the ball got near the bat, there were some spikes, and then there's a slightly bigger spike as the ball passed the bat. I think he got it right, but I think a lot of Pakistanis would would disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the key one was when he managed to get. Um, one to sort of straighten or basically hold its line. And Barbarazm, the captain, nicked one. Steve Smith, who's, he's, I've never seen a bloke having about more difficult opportunities in the slips. Like he's, he's um, failed to grasp several, grasp several of them, but they're all quite difficult. This was another difficult one, but he wrapped his hands around it. And um, that was a pretty key moment. So yeah, really happy for, 
for Nathan Lyon for sure. It was one of those moments, the slips catching has been a topic of discussion. Discussion. I know my wicket-keeping background, I've had a, a few discussions with some, some locals around Perth in the last day or so, just about positioning and the fact that some of these, um, you know, Smith has missed some on his inside. Uh, then there's obviously been the ones you miss on the outside, but um, talking about maybe he needs to stand skinnier, as, as skinny as he can um, while still being able to see because it, Kerry is just not going to be able to take anything that takes more than a, a thin edge. So it was good to see him hold on to that one because it was difficult low and on his inside foot. Um, and you could almost sense his relief that he'd held on to an important catch because we saw in test one and test two, didn't we, that the, the fact that Australia created the chances and then just didn't hold on to those catches and that's where it cost us. So today, much better holding our chances. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was... Um yeah, he was very, very, very agitated to make sure that that um, the that one that was reviewed was given out. Then later on, actually, there was another one where he took a really good catch, was given not out, and Australia was down to their last review, and they decided not to review it. Would have been interesting what the third umpire decided because it looked like it probably did just brush the glove before it hit the uh, the pad. So Smith was noticeably a little bit annoyed when the word came from the dressing room that yep, that probably would have been out. He's kind of looking at Cummins as if to say, mate. <laughs> You've robbed me of a catch there. But um, it's all forgotten now in, in victory. Um, the other bizarre thing that happened was that um, Mohamed Rizwan, who batted so well in the last Test match, came out, was hit um, on, the, on the toe by Pat Cummins. One of those ones that you think maybe he might have got the bat on it first or maybe it hit his foot first. They appealed. The umpire gave it out. And mm. it just looked like it was outside the line of off stump. They had a review left. And knowing their bottom order is poor, it was a compulsory review to take, and Rizwan just walked off with the captain standing there at the other end. I think that, you know, there's selflessness, but then there's um, <laughs> taking it to the next level. And the review showed that the ball was missing, um, was outside the line of the off stump by about a full ball width. So that was a, a massive mistake from the Pakistanis. And yeah, it, it, it was it was funny how quickly it all happened in the end because the resistance was long, starting late last night, and I think Pat Cummins. I mean, if he had a good night's sleep last night, he's a more put, well-put-together man than I am because I'd have been fretting and tossing and turning because they're going to go down as absolute champions now. But last night, the draw, um, Australian win and Pakistan win, were all looking roughly equal chance. Like a yeah. one-in-three chance he was going to effectively gift this series to Pakistan after 15 days of hard toil to lose the series. But all that's forgotten now. Um, and a, a word for his bowling as well, that he came into this series with a better bowling average than Glenn McGrath and building a career that would be like, you know, right up there with the best fast bowling Australia has ever had. But you say, okay, can you do it on Pakistan? Uh, you know, the bowler's graveyard. And he's taken um, 12 wickets at an average of 22.5. And that's just, um, just phenomenal. So yeah, um, as I said, they're celebrating long and hard. As they would be. Pat Cummins was named player of the match for his Eight in the match, five for 56 in the first Pakistan innings and three for 23 and such important vital breakthroughs. He's seemingly within moments, you know, he's won Australia over as our new international test captain, uh, has had his challenges over in, in Pakistan, even just having to answer, constantly front up and answer the questions in regards to the first two draws, then his declaration on day four and the fact that it was none down at stumps. But he continues to front up and speak exceptionally well. I think we seem to have a fantastic captain of Australia right now, a bloke we can all get around and really enjoy. Yeah, 100%. And I just enjoyed as well the the way that they played the the cricket, that they had a smile on their face. Cummins was smiling um, 
even early today, and again, I'll hark back to my previous answer, I wouldn't have been smiling by the <laughs> captain. I'd, be, I'd have been um, frantic. And he's there grinning at something and, you know, a genuine smile. The spirit between the two sides was excellent. And, you know, this was a hard slog on pitches designed for them to not win. We don't really do well under these conditions. Um, and I think that he got most of his tactical decisions right. I think that he was right in that second test match to uh, bat on as long as he did in the first innings. Um, and I think that, um, you know, aside from the fact that the pitches are a bit slow, this has been a triumph for uh, for cricket because Warner was having a smile regularly with the opposition. Uh, the crowd were, were into it. Um, and times in the past where I think the Australians would have, you know, lost their bundle a little bit, they don't seem to do that anymore. They they still seem to show good grace. And I think that Cummins has to take a, a lot of credit for that. So, yeah, you know, he can he can do no wrong at the moment. Yeah, of course. Uh, Shafiq, uh, well, he was picked up by Green earlier on in the day. Can you see Green potentially as a frontline uh, opening bowler for our country in the years to come? I think it, it certainly could happen. Um, it's, it's the funny sort of thing that if he couldn't bat, then he'd have a better chance of that happening because we sort of pigeonhole people that because he's an all-rounder, then well, we say, well, he, he, he can't really do that. But he initially was, uh, as you guys would know, being um, is in the in the Western Australian side primarily as a as a bowler. And then when he we, he had a few injuries, he focused more on his batting and got into the Australian side as as kind of a batting all rounder. And now you look at him and think there is no reason that he couldn't be one of those very very rare um, commodities of a player who could be picked as a specialist batter and as a specialist bowler. They always say that's the true definition of an all-rounder, but yet so few players actually um, come up with that. He's one of the very few that actually could. And as a key wicket today, because, um, you know, he, he was bowling really well, uh, but Pakistan were looking solid. They'd had a big opening partnership, and he was getting some really nice reverse swing, in-swing, 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 and then he held it the other way, held its line, took the edge as a, as a key wicket early on today for sure. The interesting thing to look at the stats across the whole series, uh, before we get to Usman Khawaja, just outstanding, 496 runs, five innings, an average of 165. And then the next two, you've got Shafiq and Babar Azam, uh, 397 and 390, both averaging above 75 for this series. I think whilst Pakistan, they've ended up going down in the series 1-0, there is a huge amount of positives to come out of it for Pakistan cricket. Well, absolutely. And, I mean, Barbara Zahm has probably uh, confirmed himself as one of the, the absolute preeminent batters in the world. Shafiq, he came into it with a very small record, but a very impressive record in the three or four games that he had played. It was a very Pakistan thing for him to be picked. Um, you know, it wasn't his first test, but he um, played such a small number of games, most other countries in the world wouldn't have given him a go. He looks really, really promising. Rizwan um, confirmed um, all, all that he's shown before. Uh, and also, Nassim Shah was um, was very impressive. I'm, I was a little bit sceptical about him. He's picked for mm. the first, dropped for the second, and came back in this test match, bowled really well. Um, uh, Afridi bowled really well as well. I think their spinners were probably a touch disappointing. And the other one, Thawad Alam, who I really like because he's a guy who's gone and scored a million runs in first-class cricket, averaging closer to 60 than 50. And for about a decade, they wouldn't pick him, yeah. uh, partially because he's got a very strange stance where he looks like he's facing the wrong way. <laughs> um, and he's, he's come back into the test side finally and well into his 30s. And he's done really well. He's averaging the 40s, but he had a pretty, um, he had a pretty rough series this time around, really was struggling um, against Mitchell Stark. And if out plum LBW today, uh, reviewed it, it showed it was smashing off stump out of the ground and he walked off 
sort of quibbling with the decision, which was a bit, um, you know, you're not going to win against the technology. But yeah, Pakistan have got um, uh, you have plenty of good things as well. And I think just the fact that they hosted this series, the first against um, one of the big three, as they call it, um, and did it brilliantly and successfully. That's the that's the most important thing. I'm hearing um, Ramiz Raja, the um, the head of cricket over there, saying that they're going to improve their pitches. That's the last thing they need to do because if they could have a series with proper bouncy pitches with a bit more offering for the spinners, then it would be a much better spectacle. Yeah, I think that would be that last bit of the puzzle. So Usman Khawaja, let's turn. I know when we've spoken, you and I, we, we like to give uh, Uzi a bit of love, but I think he deserves it. Uh, an outstanding series, an outstanding period of time. We've said it before. He just seems so comfortable in himself and so comfortable at the crease. And to do that on an away tour, uh, so impressive, Usman Khawaja. Yeah, I mean, you just can't uh, can't say enough about him. And I, with great joy, after he finished his final innings um, last night, went back and had a look because since he's had that resumption into the test side in, in Sydney, um, well, I was talking to you, I think, last time how he's averaged it or he rocketed up. Well, it's now even rocketed up further. He was averaging 40.7 before he returned to the side. He's now averaging 47.3. And during that time, if you limit it to players who've played 50 innings or more, he has gone past no fewer than 21 Australian batters. Wow. And he's now got the, the 14th highest average in Australian Test cricket history. Just recently, the, the two names that he's gone past most recently are David Warner and Bill Laurie. So um, he's gone from... You know, 40.7, nothing to sneeze at, but 47.3, that's starting to, you know, head up right up the tree. So um, I don't want to reduce him just to, 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 to statistics alone, but they are such beautiful statistics. And, yeah, the way he played, um, you know, it was just it was just sublime. And um, he just looked a class above um, everyone else, which is saying something when you've got players like Smith and Labuschagne on the side. Yeah, and you mentioned Usman Khawaja. I don't know if you know his average since he came back into the team in the Ashes, but he has got to be the best batsman in the world at the moment. Uh, obviously not by rankings, but by average and runs at the moment, he has got to be the best. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If you said to someone, um, right, tomorrow there's a game of cricket on, you need someone to um, bat for your life, um, you'd just about say Usman Khawaja, wouldn't yeah, you? Um, with that calm temperament. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. As, as I was saying, those other stuff, seeing that's the ones that I haven't looked at what his average is since he's returned. You know, average of 165 in this series, and he averaged probably about 100 in the other series. So, yeah, that'd be a, a Bradman esque sort of number since his return. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very, very healthy. Um, and to think that back in the day, there was the perception that he couldn't handle um, pitches in, in the subcontinent. So, um, he's going to be a, re- a real asset as we have um, Tour of Sri Lanka coming up and then. Um, um, a tour of India after that. So I'm really excited about both of those tours and what he might do there. So the, this entire series, it's had a, a feel about it where for four days, everyone feels a little bit flat, a little bit down, questioning the pitch, questioning the the overrate or the scoring rate. And then we get to the end of day five and we all get a little bit excited again, but then it went draw, draw. Um, I read off the top one of the interesting t- um, texts we got on 0433 98 11 16. This summed it up. I put it up there as the best 15-day test I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, um, I- I've heard that about Pakistan before, that it's kind of a three-test series is like one big 15-day um, affair and you just want to make sure that you might get one opportunity to, to win a match and you, you've got to make sure that you do it. And I, I think that's why the Australians will be feeling so proud that it was, uh, it, it'd be the equivalent of um, uh, India or Pakistan coming here and us saying, all right, we're going to play all three tests on the wacker. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, good, good luck, guys. Um, I True. think that's how they'd feel. And to, to have come through under those circumstances is, is really good. I, I, I couldn't help but love the series. I just thought that the, the, the crowd vibe and the, the general, you know, crowds holding up signs saying thank you to Australia for coming and Crow Kawaja signs and Cummins signs. signs and, yeah, and, um, you know, David Warner bashing, um, doing the mallet on the, on the pitch and um, uh, Candice then sending out a tweet saying we should do that, you know, more housework at home kind of thing and um, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people around the world loving it. It just, it just had a really good um, feel-good sense to it um, to the point where some people on Twitter have been saying, oh, they're, you know, they're liking each other too much. And I think, no way. I mean, the, the cricket was competitive. There was some, yes. there was some very, very serious cricket played. But I just, maybe I'm um, uh, a little bit old-fashioned, but I just think it was lovely that there was a nice spirit between the two sides. And, and that's what made it for me that, yeah, the pitches were a bit dull, but I found it captivating the whole way. Um, and maybe next time we're over there, I'd, I'd love to go over and um, tour with the Australian side and watch it firsthand because apparently everyone's saying that the food in Pakistan is possibly the best in the world as well. Yeah, I've heard good things about the food. You cannot fault the crowd and the atmosphere that was created. And I think we do have to reflect and remember that it has been, what was it, was it 24 years since um, Australia has toured Pakistan? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can reflect and say those pitches need to be changed slightly. They can't be changed to be Australian wickets because no one's going to bring it into our wheelhouse that far. But overall, a really challenging test series for both Pakistan and Australia, which puts it right back into really entertaining territory and realistically a great win for Australia. And I know you, myself, Bray, all three of us are totally pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, you summed it up really well. That's the only thing missing. And hopefully next time they will just have a bit more, um, bit more life, which may well play to their advantage as well. I mean, they're fast bowlers. Um, if mm. they got a pitch that had some extra life, um, geez, that, that'd be that'd be a real handful to have to face. So, um, hopefully, Rami's Raja comes good on his word. He's even talking about getting some drop-ins and um, maybe even getting some sort of help from Australia. So you never know. We might, Wait and see. We might get some Australian <laughs> conditions over there next time. <laughs> uh, we've been chatting to Cricket Unfiltered's podcast, uh, Paul Dennett. Thank you so much for calling into the overnight crowd. I love talking cricket with you. Uh, we know, of course, there's. Some one days and a T20 still to come over in Pakistan. But for now, reflecting on a brilliant series win to Australia. Thanks for your call again, Paul. We really appreciate your time here on the Overnight Crowd. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Bray. See ya. Thank you, Paul. And uh, there's a uh, text that's come through on the text line just quickly. Jen, 0487 736 736. Uh, It's about Kawaja. Michael has sent in. Look, pitches he made runs on. Let's see him do it on Australian pitches. I guess we saw him do it. On Australian pitches, the SCG obviously was one. And I can't remember, did he turn up at Blundstone or was he? Yeah, double tonned. At Blundstone? Was it Blundstone? Yeah, he did too. Yeah, yeah, have to have a look. But yeah, no, look, he's done it a little bit on the Australian pitches. That English series probably some of us left a little bit going, oh, a little bit disappointing because we thought it was going to be much more competitive. But um, yeah, lots to like about it was when Kawaja's last two series for Australia. Um, Let's get excited what he can do for the Tour of Sri Lanka. We'll go into the details of the Sri Lankan Tour a little bit later on the overnight crowd. But for now, let's get the open line cranking. one 736 736 the number to call through. We can talk cricket. We can talk Buddy Franklin. We can talk any of your teams. We need to go back on our winner and margin from the Carlton uh, versus Western Bulldogs game. I know we've got um, an announcement to make there. We'll get back to that after we clear this commitment. Hang around on the overnight 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.